Chapters 4 through 9 of The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, Book 2, by Palladius. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 The Triumph of a Certain Old Man Who Was in Skeet. There was a certain old man who used to live in the desert, which is called Skeet, and he had a disciple who lived with him. Now this latter brother was adorned with the spiritual excellences of every kind which befit those who are in subjection to old men and he was exceedingly conspicuous for his obedience which was the greatest of all his virtues and he was sent to the village continually by the old man to sell their work and to bring back whatsoever was needed for their habitation and that brother without any compulsion whatsoever performed every command which the old man gave him with zeal and diligence now when the enemy of righteousness the foe of the human race and especially of the orders of the monks that is to say satan the opponent of all virtues and the hater of the upright life of the children of men saw that this brother was overcoming and bringing to naught all his crafty designs by the might of his simple obedience which was full of discretion he made a plan to lay two snares for him in the path of his spiritual excellence even as it is said concerning him in the psalm, as it were by the mouth of those who cultivate spiritual excellence and who walk in the way of righteousness. In the way of my steps have they hidden snares for me. Psalm 142.3 Now the two snares were these. The first consisted in making that brother to pursue fornication, and the second was making him to fall into disobedience and the enemy in his cunning expected that the brother would not only be caught by one of these and so become involved in both but also that deliverance from the one would be found to be the occasion for his falling into the other for he saw that he was being sent continually to egypt by his master on the business of the work of their hands and of the matter of their need and one day, when that brother was carrying on his shoulders something which he wished to sell, and was going about in the market of the village according to his want, it happened that owing to the sight of a woman who was a virgin, and who was continually coming in his way, and who bought from him some of the wares which he carried, the war of fornication rose up against him suddenly by the operation of the evil one. Now when this thing had thus come to pass, the evil cunning of the devil did not depart from that discreet brother, but he meditated within himself and said, Both matters are exceedingly difficult for me. Peradventure, if through some reason, such as this which the enemy hath prepared for me, I reject the command of the old man, and do not go up to him. I shall always be in the habit of thinking that I have treated the command of the old man with contempt and if I do go up to him, I shall be oppressed for a long time with the war of fornication. And when that brother had passed much time in tribulation, and in such thoughts as these, and in doubts of mind, and still did not know which course of action to choose, and which to reject, he drew nigh unto a certain old man who dwelt close by them, and who was great and skilled in all such matters and made known his business unto him, and spake unto him thus, Father, what shall I do? For the war of fornication hath risen up against me. 
my father sendeth me always to the village for that which we need. And every time I go to the village, I am vexed with thoughts about fornication, through which I am thrown into a strife, and I know not what to do. If I obey my father and go to the village, the war which is stirred up against me will become fiercer. And if I remain here and do not go, I shall be a disobedient disciple. I beseech thee to give me the advice which shall be beneficial for me, and pray thou on my behalf, for I am exceedingly vexed. And when the old man had heard these words, he answered and said unto him, My son, if I were thou, I should, with God's help, obey my father, and should overcome the war of fornication. Then that brother said unto him, I beseech thee, O my Lord, to perform an act of grace, and teach thou me the object of this conquest, and help me with thy prayers. Then the old man said unto him, Know, O my brother, that Satan is not so anxious to cast thee into fornication, as he is to dismiss thee from obedience, and to make thee disobedient and rebellious. And he plotteth always with exceeding great care to make thee thus. For Satan himself hath been acquainted with disobedience from the beginning, and he knoweth that it is the cause of every kind of condemnation, and of wickedness to those who possess it. And, O my son, let it be certain to thee, if he vanquish thee by means of it, that will be, as it were, stripped henceforth of the power of the help of obedience, and of thy father's prayers. Whensoever he casteth thee into the passion of fornication, and he will be able to drag thee down into passions of all kinds easily. But if thou dost vanquish him first of all in the matter of disobedience, and dost thyself abide therein, undoubtingly, and dost believe in the prayers of thy father, God will make thee to prosper in every strife with a crown of righteousness, and he will give thee victory in every war with the calminator. For he who, for the sake of God, acteth in obedience to his father, also acteth obediently unto God. Now obedience unto God is the victory over all passions. Go therefore, O my son, and obey thy father faithfully, and unhesitatingly. And when the war cometh upon thee, say thus, O God of my father, help me. And when the adversary saw that that brother was armed with the wise and powerful words of the old man, as with an impregnable coat of mail, and had prepared himself strenuously for the contest, he changed the method of attack which he had formerly employed. And instead of vexing that brother with thoughts about the woman as he had done at first, he left him, since he was prepared and was sufficiently strong to stand up against him, and went to the feeble woman who lacked both discernment and help. For it hath been his custom always to run to the weak and sluggish side of disciples, and to overcome the strenuous by means of it, as he overcame Adam by means of Eve, and as he overcame other saints by means of other things. Even so did he act towards this marvelous brother, who through this cunning gained condemnation and shame, even as did Job and Joseph and others. Now therefore, when this brother, according to custom, had taken his work and had readily gone up to Egypt, and had arrived at the village wherein he was wont to sell it, Satan stirred up that woman to go forth to meet him, as it were by chance. And having seen that brother, and being inflamed through the operation of Satan, 
with the fire of love for him, she drew nigh unto him by means of some crafty device, and took him and brought him into her house, with the excuse that she was going to buy something from him. And after they had gone in, and she had shut the door upon them, she began to throw herself upon him. Then that brother, with faith wherein there was no doubt, cried out with a loud voice, and said, O God of my father, help me. And immediately, by the agency of God, he found himself upon the road to Skeet. And by the divine help, the calminator was put to shame, and the war of fornication ceased from that brother. And when he had come to the old man with whom he lived, and he had narrated to him the whole matter, and what had happened, they give thanks to God, and glorified him who had hearkened unto the voice of his servants, and had redeemed them out of the hand of their enemies, and had saved them from the snares of the calminator. May our Lord hide us beneath the wings of his mercifulness, and save us from all the evil workings of the calminator. Amen. Chapter 5 The Triumph of the Disciple of Another Old Man Who Dwelt Alone in a Cell One of the aged men said, I have heard from certain holy men that there have been youths who have led and guided old men to life. And they told me the following story. There was a certain old man who used to plate mats of palm leaves by day and sell them in the village in the night and get drunk on the money which he received for the same. At length there came a certain brother who took up his abode with him. And he also worked at the plating of mats by day. And the old man took his work also and sold it and got drunk with the money which he received from the work of both. And he would bring home at eventide a little bread for the brother. And though the old man did thus for a period of three years, the brother said nothing to him about it. And after these things, the brother said within himself, Behold, I am naked, and I only eat my bread by forcing myself to do so. I will therefore arise and depart from this place. But again he thought within himself, saying, whither have I to go? I will stay here a little longer, for I can live unto God just as well as if I were in a monastery where many monks are. And straightway the angel of the Lord appeared and said unto him, Depart thou not unto another place, for tomorrow we are coming unto thee. Then that brother made supplication unto the old man and entreated him, saying, I beseech thee, O my father, not to go forth this day to any place whatsoever, for the angels are coming to receive my soul. When now the hour had arrived for the old man to go out and sell the work, according to his want, he said unto the brother, My son, they will not come today, for they have delayed too long. But the brother said, Yea, my father, indeed they will come. And whilst he was talking to the old man, he died. And when the old man saw what had happened, he wept and sighed deeply, and said, Woe is me, woe is me, O my son! I have lived in faith for many years, but thou hast gained life for thyself through a short period of patient endurance. And from that day forward the old man led a life of sobriety and became a chosen monk. Chapter 6 The Triumph of the Disciple of an Old Man in the Desert there was a certain desert monk who was very anxious to find a quiet place which would be suitable for him to dwell in. And there was a certain old man who had a cell nigh unto him, 
and he entreated him, saying, Come, take up thine abode here, until thou canst find a cell suitable for thee. And he went there. Now the brethren used to come unto him as unto a stranger, and they brought him food, in order that they might be helped by so doing. And he rejoiced in them, and gave them relief. Then the old man began to envy him, and to heap abuse on him, saying, Behold, how many are the years wherein I have lived here in the strictest abstinence. And yet no man came unto me. Yet unto this deceiver, who hath only passed a few days here, many come. And this old man said unto his disciple, Go, and say unto him, Depart from that place, for I have need both of the place and of the cell. And his disciple went and said unto him, My father, speak some words, and pray thou for me, because I am greatly vexed by my stomach. Then he came to his master, and said unto him, He said unto me, I see a cell, and I am going forth. And after two days the old man sent his disciple unto him again, and said unto him, If thou hast not departed, I will come myself, and drive thee out with a stick. And the disciple came to the monk, and said unto him, My father hath heard that thou art sick, and he is greatly grieved, and he hath sent me to visit thee. And the monk said unto him, Through thy prayers all is well. And the disciple came, and said to his master, I have spoken to him. And he said unto me, Wait until the first day of the week, and I will, by the will of God, go forth. And when the first day of the week had come, the monk had not departed. And the old man took a stick, and was going forth to beat him, and to drive him out. But his disciples said unto him, Let me go first, lest there be some stranger who will be offended at thine act. And having gone before his master, the disciples said unto the monk, Behold, my father hath come to entreat thee to leave and take thee to his cell. And when the monk heard of the old man's love, he made haste to go out to meet him. And he expressed his sorrow afar off, and said, Be not vexed, O my lord and father, for I was coming to thy holiness. Forgive me for the sake of Jesus. And God saw the work of that disciple, and he opened the mind of the old man, and he threw away his stick, and ran to salute the monk, and having drawn nigh unto him, he gave him the salutation of peace, and took him into his cell. Now the stranger had heard nothing whatsoever of the words which had been said by the old man. Then the old man said unto his disciple, Peradventure thou didst say unto the monk that which I said unto thee. And the disciple said unto him, Nay, father, I did not. And the old man rejoiced greatly, and he brought him in to the stranger, and treated him kindly. And the old man knew that what had taken place in him had been caused by the working of Satan. And he fell down before his disciple, and said, Henceforward thou shalt be my father, and I will be thy disciple. For through thy good works, after God, thou hast helped the souls of two men. Chapter 7 the triumph of Peter, the disciple of one of the old men. There was a certain old man who had an excellent disciple, and on a certain occasion the old man, by reason of his hasty temper, drove him away, and turned him outside the door, and his apparel with him, 
and the brother sat down outside the door and waited patiently and when the old man opened the door he found him sitting outside then the old man repented saying o peter the meekness of thy long-suffering nature hath vanquished my hasty temper henceforward thou shalt be my old man and father and i will be thy servant and disciple by thy good work thou hast made mine old age chapter eight the triumph of a disciple of one of the old men on a certain occasion the disciple of a great sage i e old man had a war of fornication and when the old man saw that his brother was vexed and oppressed in his mind he said to him dost thou wish me to entreat god to make the war less fierce and the brother said father i perceive that although i toil and am afflicted i am yet able to see the fruit which i possess within my soul through this strife therefore pray not for this thing but entreat god especially in thy prayer to give me strength to endure his father said unto him this day i know that thou hast surpassed me therein chapter nine of aurelius i used to know a man in jerusalem whose name was aurelius and by race he came from the city of tarsus and when this man arrived in jerusalem he walked wholly in the path wherein are no stumblings and wherein not many have walked now he laid down for himself ascetic rules of life of new kinds and these were so severe that the devils were afraid of him and they were unable to stand up before him and by reason of the greatness of his toil he might have been thought to be a shadow for he would pass the whole weeks of the forty days in fasting and he would spend the other days in constant vigils now the greatest of all his acts of asceticism was this whilst the brethren were gathered together each evening in the house of prayer he would go up to the highest peak of the mountain of olives to the place where our lord was lifted up and as he stood there upon his feet he would recite the whole office and whether rain or snow or sleet fell he would never leave his place and when he had finished the office according to his custom he would take a hammer and beat a board and rouse up those that slept and having gone round to the doors of all the monks he would gather them together to the places for prayer and in each place he would recite the office with them and he would also stand up in the midst of companies of monks and would recite the office in the daytime he would go to his cell and in very truth on several occasions his brethren had to strip off his clothes from him because they were wet through and to put others on him and he would rest until the third hour of the day and then he would come to the service in the church and stay until the evening such was the manner in which aurelius lived and in this way he brought his life to an end and he was buried at jerusalem end of chapters four through nine